Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. So do you continue to have to tweak your projected depth chart for the spring, it seems like every time now that you turn around? Well, I don't know why. Why would I need to tweak it past the last time? <laughs> I, I tweaked it on January 30th, I think. Was a lot. Well, last one, there's nothing necessarily. No, I guess the, it didn't matter what Arkansas well, the defense, did. It changed. Well, the defensive end from Georgia Tech won't be here till summer. So that doesn't change the spring, right? Isn't that correct? That's true. Yeah. So that's nothing, true. Nothing has changed. And guess what? So, Trey, you get to actually talk to Sam Pittman Thursday, and I'm guessing you're going to go to Pro Day tomorrow, aren't you? Well, after Hey Guys, I guess that was about it for Trey. Well, <laughs> I guess he's refiguring the depth chart after all. <laughs> After, uh, your, after your question, he went back. Hey, I'll be back in a minute, guys. I gotta, uh, I gotta refigure this depth chart. I gotta add in uh, a name or two. I gotta put Jordan Dominic in there somewhere. Even if I put him at the bottom of the uh, so-called pile. Well, um, I'd be curious because uh, on Trey's take, because on, when you look at the pro day, and this happens every year, uh, it's it's not just. Uh, Recent, well, it's I guess this pretty much is just this past year's seniors. You got Monteric Brown, Traylon Burks, Myron Cunningham, Deion, Ed, Deion Edwards, uh, TJ Hammonds, Blake Kern, Grant Morgan, Tyson Morris, John Ridgeway, Jordan Silver, Markel Utsi, and Davion Warren, and Trey Williams. They're all going to be there for pro day. <laughs> and it does make you wonder, and I know Chris will have some observations when we have him. Do we get him Thursday? I That's going to be a trick. Yeah, we'll we're, have him yeah, for a few minutes. Yeah, we'll just have him for a few minutes. I'm sure he'll have some observations. I'm going to guess he'll be there tomorrow and because uh, I know he's representing at least one of those players on there, I happen to know, and so uh, and maybe more than one. So he'll have some observations from that. And what is the difference between what happens tomorrow and what happened for the five that went to the uh, combine? I think for a guy like Burks, if he could – get into that 4-4 range. Yeah, that helps. That was kind of projected. In yeah. fact, there's Trey right now. He's on the telephone line. Yep. That's yeah. that's where he disappeared to. Hmm. He disappeared. And he really yeah, I, I thought... Uh, the app was uh, acting funny, so okay. just failed on it. It so was Trey, cut out again, I could tell. So, you know, you think about it, Trey, that uh, Traylon Burks ran 4-5-5 the first time, but he did run 4-5-0 the second time, so that helps a little bit. Does it help him if he gets even to 4-4 seven or four four eight well i think yeah i think any of that helps i mean uh his official time though his best official time was four, four was four five five it wasn't the four was five oh wasn't an official time so ah. the four five five is technically the best time that he did run so uh yeah i would i would expect him to probably run again uh, to try to improve on that time and usually you see a little bit faster time at pro days i'm not sure how they'll set it up because it's been literally different every single year that i've been 
to an Arkansas Pro Day. The setup's different, all that kind of stuff, where the media's asked to stand, all that. So uh, I'm not sure if they'll do uh, laser time or if they'll do handheld strictly or, or how they'll do it. At the NFL Combine, they actually they will start you with a handheld and you finish yeah. through a laser. So that's that's mm-hmm. how they do it there. I've seen Arkansas run, you know, just on the grass turf. I've seen them run on the track. Obviously, if you run on the track, you're going to run a lot faster times. Uh, but people take that into account also. Uh, I did see something that was really interesting on Traylon Burks when you consider uh, his vertical jump and his three-cone. Uh, somebody actually posted this on our message board. But um, receivers who run the, the three-cone, who maneuver the three-cone in the time that he did and have only like a 33-inch vertical, uh, there was like I think 39 wide receivers that had ever had done that and like – they were basically, this, according to this article, like considering players who run in that time, like almost undraftable. Like hmm. considering the times that are, are that bad. Like it was, uh, I think Chad Johnson and Anquan Bolden, I think, are the only players uh, who had done something, had recorded times like that and those or measurements and times in those events that were that slow or, you know, not that high uh, that went on to have any success at the NFL level. So that was pretty surprising to hear for a guy like Traylon Burks, who is a phenomenal football player. But the yeah. thing with Traylon is that he's probably the only guy that went to that combine who's never been to anything like that before. And I'm talking yeah. on the high school level. You know, he's never run an official 40 time. He's never been clocked in an official 40. Never went to any camps in high school or, or anything. So maybe, you know, that was part of it, just the, all the, the newness to him. But I would expect him to probably run the 40 again. Uh, but then that leads, you know, is he going to do the bench press? Uh, I, I, I think it's kind of weird that the NFL Combine decided to do the bench press on the same day as they do all the testing stuff because nobody participated in the bench press because they don't want to, you know, get all swollen up doing that event and then go run a 40. So uh, I think they'll probably change that in the future, but it'll be interesting to see what events that, uh, that he goes through. And, and along with the other guys, I mean, I, I wouldn't say anybody just put up high-popping numbers at the Combine. Then you, so who has what Razorback on that list that's going to be tomorrow at Pro Day has the most to gain, and who has the most to lose? Well, probably Burks again. I mean, I mean, on if he can run a better forty time, okay. Yeah, I mean, if he can run a better forty time, then I, I think that uh, you know that can help him. But really, everybody. I mean, who are you going to say? Like, if you look at NFL.com. You know, they don't think Myron Cunningham is athletic enough to play, uh, you know, in the NFL. They don't think that Monteric Brown is that good. They don't think that John Ridgway is that good. Uh, Trey Williams, you know, he, he ran a five-flat 40 as a defensive end, a linebacker. That is, that's not going to cut it in the NFL. No. Mm-hmm. So all of those guys that, you know, you consider draftable uh, have a chance. And then, you know, I would say a guy like Grant Morgan who wasn't even invited. You know, Grant uh, is definitely going to be, you know, undersized. They're going to – you know, but if he can make up some in some other areas, now there's a reason that there's a prototype for the position. You know, people say, well, he's not big, but he makes up for it with speed and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean it, it not at some cost. You know, we're talking about the highest level here. And for a guy like Grant Morgan, I know he's got all the heart in the world. Um, he's a great Razorback. Uh, but there are guys in the NFL that have all the heart in the world that are 6'3", 245, you know, playing linebacker. So Grant, you know, 
he can maybe make up some things with some preconceived ideas. Maybe he's not that fast or that athletic and stuff. So maybe he's a guy that can really help himself and maybe slide into some later rounds. Uh, I still think Monteric Brown, you know, has a really great resume overall when you consider he had five interceptions this past season. I thought he was a really good cornerback, covered some of the best receivers uh, in the country, uh, but only ran a four-five-five. And again, that's not that's not something that's eye-catching, you know. All the guys measured out well, so that's good. They at least measured well. Um, but all of them can – I mean, I think all of them can help themselves. Uh, you know, and who has the most to lose? I mean, I don't know. If Burks does the bench and doesn't put up very good reps in the bench press, which, you know, he's kind of a long arm guy, so that's, that's possible. Uh, but he could hurt himself if he does other events and doesn't perform well. You mentioned all these guys that uh... – who, whatever your source was, wasn't impressed with only Burks. What's the knock on Ridgeway? Because we we sure saw mm-hmm. his strength. We saw him make plays from the middle. Uh, is he someone that nobody thinks is going to be a pro football player? I don't think that they think that he's. I think he's draftable. Um, I just you know he didn't run. He ran like a five three or so, and I know he's. Uh, I know he's what three hundred and twenty seven pounds or something. Um, you know, if you're if you're talking like Jordan Davis ran what a four seven eight at three hundred and what was he three forty something, uh, but you know I don't think that Ridgeway is undraftable. I think that he will get drafted, but uh, I don't think it's going to be in the probably not in the first half of the draft. Right. And I think it no, probably comes no. down to how athletic is he. And that's kind of the knock on Myron Cunningham too. You know, you just you read the evaluations, you're like, man, that's harsh. I mean, a guy started at left tackle in the SEC for the top rushing offense in Power Five, you know. And Traylon Burks can't play because he ran a four-five-five and he doesn't jump very high. But I mean, goodness gracious, eleven touchdown catches in the SEC, running away from Alabama defensive backs. Yeah. I mean, when you turn right. on the video, you know, all these guys do things that are very good. Yeah. Uh, but they, they, none of them have tested out very well. And and I, I brought this up before. Nobody, nobody has really blown the doors off the NFL draft. Since Houston Nutt was at Arkansas. I mean, Jerry Schreit had a good day, I guess. I think he maybe ran a 4-4-4. But Joe Adams didn't. He ran a 4-5-5. You know, Mallett, I don't even think Mallett was trying on his 40-yard dash um, and ran like a 5-7 or something. You know, uh, um, Hunter Henry, I don't believe, ran the 40 uh, at, his, at his combine, but he ran in the 4-7 range at Pro Day. But it's been a while since anybody put up really strong numbers at the NFL combine from Arkansas. It's kind of kind of weird to think about hmm. interesting all right Troy. speaking of filling holes i'll go i'll go back to uh the current or soon to be current razorbacks jordan dominic okay we know he mm-hmm. pledged late yesterday uh, yeah, I teased. Did I tease that hard enough for you yesterday, Randy? Yeah, you did. You did. Okay, and, good. And, I, I tried to. <laughs> and I was I tried and I was, to talk about I, it as much as I could without saying it. It was coming. They were I actually was, planning to both do it at six o'clock on the nose, uh, and didn't know each other was doing it. So uh, I was glad Dominic delayed it just a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of rapid fire there for a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Is there others? I mean, we we. We talked about how the portal, and then you had the early signing period, and then you got to wait for spring ball to get through with, and so forth and so on before you see the next round. Uh, there still appears to be some now that Arkansas is still 
pursuing. I think there is a in there a defensive end from Tulane that Arkansas is bringing in this weekend. Yeah, they just offered him um, 6'1", 280 pounds, and his name is slipping me right now. Danny had an article on him. Right. Um, but he led them with 16.5 tackles for loss last year, 40 tackles playing defensive end. And, um, I mean, it's clear that they want defensive linemen, and, and, you know, they're pursuing all their options. Now, I, I think maybe the question is, when he gets here, is he 6'1", or is he 5'11"? You know, there was a guy that came in um, that came in earlier in the year that they, they, you know, were pretty high on from Tulsa uh, who didn't measure out like he was listed. He was a lot shorter than what they were expecting. So, you know, that kind of could play a role in if they decide to, to make him their, you know, other defensive lineman that they take in this class. Uh, they've got, by my count, they've got two spots available, Randy, in this class, and that doesn't include blue shirting. We've talked about that where you don't recruit him. He wouldn't count as that. He, he's a scholarship guy. Blue shirts don't come in on visits. You don't visit them. They enroll without all that, and then you can put them on scholarship and count them ahead to the future class. So not including any of that stuff, but for this current class, with the you know with the current high school commits they can bring in, and plus and the seven that they can bring in um, in the transfer portal, they have two left, and they have 84 players currently on scholarship at Arkansas. So they would have to lose one more player if they wanted to bring in two more, which is absolutely going to happen. I mean, it's it's going to happen. They'll, they're going to lose some more players after the spring. So um, that shouldn't be any problem. But they can bring in two more in the class. So if he's the defensive lineman, do they bring in another interior guy? Do they look at, you know, linebacker? Do they look at secondary? Um, I, I think regardless of where it is, it'd be on defense with that other spot if, if he's the guy they end up taking on the defensive line. Darius Hodges. Darius Jer- Darius, what's his middle name? He's got some, he's got a Joker. Darius Joker Hodges. That's what it is. That's his middle name, Joker. I don't know if it's his middle name or if it's his uh, nickname. Maybe or... like his res- wrestling name or something. <laughs> his wrestling name. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Joker was right. not in the story, so I I didn't I didn't stumble on Wonderful. it. But wow. uh, yeah, Darius Joker Hodges. We'll have to remember that now. Um, Danny came out with a, a new hot red, big red board, this for the offense. And he had said, or at least I think he said, that he was going to upgrade Malachi Singleton to hot. And it is mm-hmm. hot. So now UT so effectively with uh, both Carson Dean and um, – Jordan, Dominic, are you, did you tease equally as hard with uh, Malachi Singleton? Should we expect now something mm-hmm. with Malachi in the immediate future as a commitment for Arkansas? No, and I was I was teasing a little with those guys just to just to make sure people you know looked them up and were aware of them because the commitments were coming. But with Malachi, I can I can promise you that's not what I was doing yesterday. Um, I think stack it's obvious. Stack of Bibles. Yeah, stack of Bibles. Oh, okay. Uh, that's serious. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have any knowledge of his plans to to commit. He may, but if he does, at this point, I don't I don't know about it. So with Malachi Singleton, it's obvious that they really really like it when they when they bring a guy in and they they move his visit up, um, you know, roll out the red carpet the way they did. Uh, it's pretty obvious that they're high on him. 
I'm really high on him too. I mean, you can turn on the video and see, okay, this guy can scoop and you know, okay, who is he playing against? First of all, you can see the guys are fast and big. But uh, it's 7A in Georgia, you know, at, at Polk uh, High School, Kennesaw, Georgia. It's 7A, and I mentioned this yesterday, but pretty much all the classifications in Georgia are pretty stout. I mean, they, they really play some football down there. And, you know, he's he's a guy that's got a lot of tools. He's not exceedingly tall. He's listed at 6'1", 220 pounds, already, you know, a big, stocky build. But you can see him just pulling away from guys. He's got – you know, the juke moves, he's, he's got a lot of really good tools. And it reminds you, you know, he's not as tall as KJ is and, or as lanky as KJ, but kind of reminds you in some ways of KJ, just kind of the way he sees the field and when he takes off and stuff. He's got a really strong arm. Um, just based on the video, I would say probably, as a passer, probably more polished than KJ was. KJ was pretty raw coming out. He had, uh, he had a pretty big, you know, pretty bad hitch in his throwing motion that had to be corrected. Uh, which was corrected and, and added a lot of velocity to his throws. Uh, but Singleton looks like he's he's more polished in that regard. But I, I don't think there's any question that he's way up there. And You know, they've got some, some quarterbacks that are really intrigued with Arkansas, and part of that is because they didn't bring in a quarterback last year. Now, it wasn't because they didn't recruit quarterbacks. It's just when things shook out, you know, after getting Malik Hornsby, who was pretty well regarded, really highly regarded as a recruit, uh, you know, they just couldn't land on anybody that they just really, really loved as their next quarterback. So the decision was made to wait. Uh, they addressed, you know, they brought uh, brought in a, a quarterback from Ole Miss, uh, Cade Renfro, uh, you know, as a walk-on, probably with the intent to eventually give him a scholarship. So they kind of patched things there. Um, not that he's a patch. I don't mean to say that because I think he's a guy that maybe could end up being a player for him. But um, I think it really intrigued a lot of these you know, quarterbacks in the class of 2023 uh, because they didn't bring in a quarterback last year and there's there's nobody directly ahead of them. So um, I think it probably opened some doors along with, you know, winning nine games and finishing in the top 25. This is the first time Arkansas has been able to recruit off of a top 25 season or a nine-win season uh, in a decade. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good to be able to recruit off of. And we're seeing, hey, it's it's looking pretty good so far. Um, I really like the Carson Dean kid that they just got. And I'd found out about him for a while back. I'd heard that uh, you know he was really interested in Arkansas, had some connections there, but Arkansas hadn't reached out to him yet. You know, he wanted he, he, this is a guy that had LSU and you know Texas and Ole Miss, Baylor, all these offers, um, but the school he wanted to hear from hadn't reached out yet. It was Arkansas, and then to get him up here hmm. on a visit, like what you see. Okay, his height checks out six four two thirty five. You know. And they know he runs a 10-7 and 100 meters. They got his video and all this stuff. And to offer him and get a commitment, you know, <laughs> the next, the next, uh, you know, on Monday, I thought that was uh, that was pretty cool to see. You know, um, there is a sense there that's kind of changing a little bit with Arkansas, where you know you get these prospects in and you think, you know, if the guy comes in, then they got a real shot at landing him because you know what a great recruiter Pittman is. He got some strong recruiters on his staff. We know what Northwest Arkansas has to offer. It was really lucky, you know. Thank the Lord, the weather was nice uh, on uh, last weekend. It's not going to be as nice, I guess, this weekend for the recruits are coming in. But last weekend, it was really nice, and um, they had some really big time guys in. And I think that probably, you know, that pays that plays a part in. The, the last thing you want is to get a bunch of guys up here and it's just downpour <laughs> all weekend or just snowing. You can't get outside or anything. So uh, it was nice to have the weather good, especially for you know people from you know, Georgia or. Um, you know, South Texas or something where the weather's a little bit warmer. 
Sorry, we're down to less than a minute, but I'll, we'll, we can elaborate on this more on your next segment. But mm-hmm. running back, I don't know that I've ever seen the top five backs that are listed all as warm. Now, this appears mm-hmm. to be as loaded of a position as I've seen in quite some time in regards to recruiting for Arkansas. And we're talking again the running back spot. It helps leading power five in rushing yards. Yeah, it does. I mean, that's, that's a lot of what this comes down to. Jimmy Smith is a really strong recruiter. He's one of the best recruiters on the staff. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, they'll pull a really nice, highly regarded running back out of this class, I think. I mean, they're, you got too many guys in that warm category. Danny does a great job staying on top of it. And that board is a very, I mean, it's, it changes, but it's, at times that he puts it out, it's, it's very accurate. You know, he, he spends a lot of time making sure that you know it's as accurate as possible. So, Jimmy Smith's a good quarterback coach. Ran for a lot of yards last year. A lot of reasons to like Arkansas if you're a recruit at running back. All right, hang on to that thought. We will elaborate next time. All right, that is Trey okay. Beatty of HawkSports.com being brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service Company.